2: To the From the Shadows podcast, I'm your host Shane Grove, and sadly not with me today on or tonight as we record this is Jason, the super producer. But uh, here in North Central Ohio, we got hammered earlier this week with some uh, with some high wind storms, and Jason is home without electricity, <laughs> so he has uh, he has bigger problems than uh, not not being able to hang out on the podcast tonight. So. Uh, uh, we're hoping everybody in in that part of the state uh, gets their electricity back on because it's going on three days for some of those people. So and it has not, and it's super hot. So I can't even imagine uh, what they're going through. So, um, so yeah, say a prayer for Jason when you hear. Well, by the time you hear this episode, Jason will hopefully have his electric back on because it might be a week or two. So, let's hope he let's hope he hasn't suffered that long. So, but uh, I just want to remind everybody before we get started that if uh, if you want to be on the show or if you got a story you want to share, um, you can find us on from the Shadows Podcast on Facebook. Send us a message, or find us on our forum page on Facebook after the Shadows. You can get a hold of me, Shane Grove, author on Instagram. Or our From the Shadows Instagram page, or go visit us at uh, our web- website, the uh, From the Shadows and hit the contact button and send us an email. And I will get a hold of you um, and uh, see what you got to share because uh, uh, we, we love to hear uh, personal stories on the show. Um, That's what, that's what we're here for. So, and speaking of personal stories, uh, today's guest has, has some pretty, uh, pretty cool stories to share. Um, So I'm going to bring on Zeus from Project Sasquatch. Zeus, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going, it's going. I, I, I'm not, um, I'm not as good as you because it sounds like the weather's a little bit better where you're at and it does sound like you're surrounded by sasquatch. So, I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know yeah. whether that's I don't, I don't know whether that's good or bad, but
1: uh, um, well, it's it's in, it's incredible the amount of uh sasquatch up here. I mean, this the town that I live in ranks uh I believe number 3 for Just the sightings from tourists and different stuff like that alone that come up and take trails up through the woods. But ranks number three. I think, I think Leadville is number one in Colorado though.
2: Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that. So everybody listening knows that you're, you guys were talking that you're in Colorado right now. So, but yeah, but I, but let's get, um, I mean, let's just get into it. What, how does somebody uh, come to start? something called Project Sasquatch, like you, what led you to down this path of, uh, investigation and, you know, wanting to, wanting to find out more about Sasquatch?
1: Well, it started, uh, 33, 34 years ago. Um, I, uh, when I was very young, uh, outside of Gateway, Colorado, I, I grew up in a, in a homestead log cabin with the dirt floor. And uh, our grocery list was basically going out, and taking a deer or something, you know, or fishing and stuff like that, you know. And we had uh, we decided we were going to go camping in the uh, west west end of uh, Gateway, and there's a there's a big mountain range there. And I know my dad, you know, my dad's seen so several of them, and he's told me about them when I was young, but I didn't pay too much attention. I just remember the name Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatnot, you know but well, we decided that we were going to go up in those woods and we were going to camp. And, you know, my, my dad and my parents were going to drink beers with the friends and we were just going to go up there and hang out. You know what I mean? And, and we had one of those old Suburbans and, um, it was a big four door. And, uh, uh, well, anyways, we, uh, we, we started up that night and we were going to be the only ones up there that night. The, uh, the rest of the crew was going to come up like the next day and we were spend like three days or so up there. And, uh, well, we were cruising up, we were just at the base of those mountains and we were, you know, and this was in the middle of nowhere and seeing you know, good luck seeing another person, unless you, they know you went out there. And, um, so, you know, we were traveling up and cruising along and I want to say it was probably about eight or nine o'clock at night, if I remember right, I was pretty young and, uh, we were cruising up that road and, uh, the, the suburban broke down It start, you know. Losing power. And just, I just remember it just kind of just broke down and my dad couldn't get it started again. And he said, well, well shit, you know, we're going to have to, I guess we're going to have to hang out here and just maybe sleep in the suburban and wait for the guys to come up early in the morning, you know? And, um, so, uh, and you know, uh, it turned out that, uh, that, well, first of all, I'm getting ahead of myself. So we decided to spend the night there and, uh, everybody fell asleep. My dad had a I like think it was a three fifty-seven or a 10 millimeter in between the seats, you know, because you got to be armed out in those woods. It's your protection, you know, whatever. So we all fell asleep. And uh, I, when I, I remember plain as day, I will never forget this, because it's my first encounter and my first, you know, first experience when I was young. I I, I want to say I was 11, 11 years old or something. I could be wrong, 12, 13, somewhere in there. So... Uh, I I got woken up because I couldn't I, I didn't know if I was dreaming it or if it was really happening. But I felt the vehicle kind of shake unusually, and it almost made me feel motion sickness. And I kind of woke up and opened my eyes, and I looked over to my left at my sister, and and uh, I couldn't see anything right off the bat out the windows. And I looked at my dad, and when I looked at my dad, I looked to the left, and I seen this figure standing there, and he was hunched down all hairy, and my first thought in my head that there was a bear, you know? And I seen this figure standing there. He was really tall. He was he was a lot taller, of a, you know, like my, my memory. He was a lot taller, and he was kind of hunched down, and he was looking in, but his eyes were glowing, and they were glowing a yellow color. And so I, I got up on my knees, and I looked over towards my mom, and I was going to wake my parents up, and then over here on the right side above where my head would be, there was a little guy. I could see the top of his head and his little yellow eyes poking out above the, w- the bottom part of the window looking in. And there was one, I would say, I'm, I'm assuming now that, that that was mom. She was probably six, six and a half foot tall or so. And she was standing right next to the little one. The little one was probably about uh, four foot in that area. and uh I just, I freaked the hell out and I screamed, you know, dad, and I freaked out and the all three of them just stepped back and then they just did this duck down. They didn't take off just running straight through the woods or anything. They ducked down below the window of the, of the vehicle. All of them did that and then disappeared my dad got up and grabbed his gun. He was like, what, you know, what's going on? I said, told him, you know, I seen these things out there, the glowing yellow eyes and blah, blah, blah. And my dad, my dad automatically clicked, you know, he knew what was going on. So sat there, he calmed me down and, you know, we just hung out for a minute. And he calmed me down and <clears throat> I ate a little sandwich, a little bag of chips. And about a couple hours later, I was finally able to go to sleep. You know it was probably 3:30 in the morning when I was finally able to go to sleep again. And well, the guys came the next day and, um, uh, they came up and first thing, you know, my dad woke up and I woke up just right after him. And I remember what getting out and I'm watching him and the guys and my mom and everybody looking at these prints all around the, in the, in the dusty road there, these prints all around that suburban. And there was three sets of prints, different sized prints. And, uh, they look just like human footprints and the I began that's when I began my thing with Sasquatch you know because I was looking at these footprints and I was like oh my god it looks like my dad's footprint only you know bigger and the other one's almost the size of my dad's footprint the other one's this little tiny thing you know what I mean (laughs) and uh we were all just checking it out and nobody had any casting material nobody had you know (laughs) Uh, we didn't have cell phones, you know, we didn't have a photographic capability to take photos and whatnot. And, and then ever since then, it just weighed heavy on my mind, you know? And, uh, ever since I went out in the woods after that point, when I was young, my, I, I was always looking out, in, out in the woods. I was fairly scared, you know, I was always looking out in the woods, you know, these things didn't come after me. you know. I was thinking they were monsters or whatever you know scared to death you know glued to my dad's side and we go out and get a deer you know for our little grocery list you know and that's how we grew up and i just always you know looking out watching for these things to come out again you know and shoot i didn't see another one for probably a couple couple of years later and um then after that you know that's what started my obsession and as i got older um as I got older, I started getting deeper into investigating it. And I started noticing these structures out in the woods, you know, and I started noticing a pattern and it no no matter where I went from Pagosa Springs to uh, Montrose, to anywhere I went in Colorado, if I went out in the woods, I find these same structures. I find extra structures. I find these a-frame structures. I find these doorway type where they take a, a, a small tree and snap it once and then snap it again to create this door frame look and um you know keep and you know i call them like anarchy type symbol like a big a with a big line right across the middle of it and just all these crazy things you know and just re- even small stuff and i set and i try to put two and two together and i try to figure out okay this area and i'm on maps and i'm like okay this area's got a lot of structures but then you get out of sight of that and there's there's really no structures and then half a mile a mile away boom it seems like all these logs were drugging into this big lumber yard sitting out there you know what i mean and half the trees i go look at the root ends and see if they came from there and they they haven't and most of the time most all those trees in these little lumber yards half of them are just elevated a foot up two off the ground you know and i'm just like hmm so it's just you know 33 years of this but then uh and then I started finding them. I started interacting with them, you know, because i i because I, I, I also I would, I would guide hunters out into the woods, and I would track animals. I grew up doing it, you know what I mean. I learned from my dad tracking, you know, bear, tracking lions, tracking elk, deer, you know, you name it. And, uh, um, I got to the point where I'm starting to learn how to track these Sasquatch. I'm starting to learn their their patterns and their little movements and stuff like that. And I would take them, I would go out a lot by myself and uh some time my brother and my sister would go out with me and or a friend or whatever you know and we'd go out and I would just kind of track him back broke branches I look at logs that have been stripped uh you know laying on the ground just different things and you know I'll find fake fire pits out there you know it's just like it it doesn't it's just a ring of rock with a little pile of dry sticks in it You know what I mean? And no human makes a fire pit like that. I'm sorry. You know, we make them a bit beefier. We dig down a little bit. You know, it looks like a fire pit and it's got burnt material in it. And sometimes it's just a a rock ring, uh, fairly small, and there's no nothing burnt inside of it. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, And I found log cabin, what I call fake log cabins way out there in the woods, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to understand these things mimic humans, like, a lot, huh. and they take that back into the woods, and they, they try to, they see a log cabin, and they see, obviously, it's made out of logs, so they'll go stack logs on top of each other, you know, root ball sticking out, broke, whatever, and or even cut logs, because they don't care if a man's cut a log, they'll use it, and they'll lay it up into a square pattern. And usually every time, there's a little X or something integrated into it. It's so strange, and uh, it's just like, really, you know? Okay, well, these things are these things are learning to mimic. You know, human beings.
2: Well, I mean, on that point, if they, I mean, how many stories have we heard about them mimicking sounds? You would think maybe they're intelligent (laughs) enough to start mimicking other things that they. That they encounter then too. I've never, well, I've never heard anybody say that they believe that those structures are an attempt for them to um, try to copy something a human that they that they see a, a
1: human doing. Uh huh. Well, um, I mean, as far as the fire pits and the uh, log cabin thing, I, be- I, I, I believe it's it's a theory. You know, it's not definitive. Everything I have is a the theory. And I believe that that's mimicking a log cabin structure, and that's what hit me, and including the firing. But as far as, like, the uh, the teepee structures, which I which I find when a Sasquatch makes a teepee, they're, they're real dirty-looking, real white at the bottom, really um, kind of woven in at the top, not just laid there, but just kind of strategically placed in there. And they seem to always have one log, one long log that comes off, you know, way off the, the side or something, you know, and I look at all these things. I'm just like, wow, you know, because I've ran into some stuff that humans have done and they're just real They're The bottom, the bottoms are, are tighter, are in tighter. They're, they're laid up nicely. They're not woven at the top. They, they've got a different look than when a Sasquatch does it. You know what I mean? And I believe and think that, uh, those, uh, those little teepee type structures, I believe, I, I think they're like, uh, uh, blinds. usually I find a lot of those right next to game trails. And I'm thinking, hmm, are they sitting in these and waiting for stuff to come by and they they can nab them? Although they have infrasound, you know, I know they've known to have infrasound and paralyzed prey. But, I mean, who's to say, you know, I mean, that could be at an an, an observatory spot for them so that you you can't see them if they're sitting there, you know what I mean? Which, you know, when you're inside the teepee, you can look around you and you can see everything. But then when you stand outside the TP, even if it's not that thick, it's a bit hard to see inside if there was something in there. You know what I mean? It's a bit darker and whatnot.
2: Um, I, I, I want to go back to that first time that you, um, that you had an experience there. Now, you said your dad had tried to tell you about sightings or experiences he had. And I can't see, I can't imagine as an 11-year-old kid just ignoring my My dad, if you wanted to talk about Bigfoot. So what what was it that he had experienced and and why did you just not really care about it back then?
1: Um, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I didn't have a phone, I didn't, you know, have no gaming system, stuff like that. I was always out in the ditches. I was out and I was out in the fields, uh, you know, catching crawdads in the ditches or I'm fishing or I'm screwing around in the fields whatever and i remember my my dad and, and some of his friends would even sit around and they'd be drinking beers and maybe they'd, they'd talk about sasquatch you know and, and you know i i thought it was interesting but i didn't take it fully in you know you understand what i'm saying it was just like my mind was always occupied you know i, I oh you know i'm gonna go over here and see if i can find lizards or I'm, I'm gonna go over here and see if i can find some you know uh crawdads to go catch and get in the, and, and get into the river and mess around and stuff you know I was more excited about playing I guess you could say and doing things like that but I do remember I, I, I did take an interest in it but it didn't it didn't hit me and it didn't sound as fun as you know going out looking for or something. You, you understand what I'm saying
2: yeah and, I mean uh, yeah I guess if you enjoy doing all that stuff you might have might all I mean I could see maybe you thought oh dad's just telling me that that there's a monster out in the woods, just to keep me straight,
1: too. No, you know? well, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do that in a way to to scare me. Uh, whenever we were out, like hunting or anything, he he didn't try to scare me in any way. It wasn't about trying to scare me. It was about making me a man, teaching me how to hunt, stuff like that. And he would always, we'd be out in the woods, and he's like, "Keep your eye out for the Sasquatch, okay?" And I'm like, "Okay, you know," I just. It wasn't, I, I didn't see one when I was younger and my, my mind was other places. Like if we're out hunting, I'm looking for deer, but he mentions, you know, oh, you know, keep your eye out for Sasquatch, you know, and, and, uh, I'm like, okay, I didn't really know. I just know from what he explained them to be. And, oh,
2: and, uh, and, and how did he, how did he explain, you
1: know, how did he explain them? Oh, so sometimes he would explain them as a, uh, like a silverback gorilla, but more, human humanistic which later on in life like just last year i i caught a little photo of, well I was on video of a little silverback looking half human half gorilla thing you know and he would talk about you know uh them being just really hairy he would talk about their little eyes aglow out in the forest and they're looking at you and stuff like that you know and he would t- he would tell me he's like. know, it's nothing to be scared of, you know, and I I wasn't getting scared, you know, when he was telling me about these things. I just, I don't know, just country boy growing up, you know, and he would just tell me how they would just be these hairy, you know, they would look humanistic and, but they're really hairy and they walk on two feet and he just, he would tell me, you know, keep an eye out for the stuff, you know, out in the woods, you know, while we're out here. I'm like, okay, you know, but I never did see anything until the first time when we were you know at night which is not surprising that's when they really get active and start messing around i do remember though i heard unusual sounds when i was a kid up when we were out there hunting and i in the back of my mind not knowing much better i was thinking it was like a deer or a coyote or something you know i didn't really come to realize until i you know, after that first sighting and later on when I hear, when I've heard Sasquatch, I'm thinking, well, that's what I heard when I was a kid out hunting with my dad. And I, my dad didn't say anything. He just looked. He popped his head up, you know, would be sitting on a little, like, cliff edge or something and scanning the side of a mountain or whatever. And I just remember he'd just look up and he'd get real quiet and he just start scanning around and didn't, never, never did. I think he just heard that but didn't want to, like you know, oh, you know, try to scare me. So he just kind of kept pushed about it, I guess, because I obviously heard it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, and we kind of touched upon this before we came on about you believe there's different types. Um, and you're one of the few I haven't heard a lot of people describe them as having yellow eyes. So is that a different type or is that just, you know?
1: Yep. Absolutely. Well, again, it's a theory, but uh, in my research over the years and my investigating these creatures, whenever I encountered an aggressive Sasquatch that was really being overly aggressive and weird and doing strange crap, they had red eyes glowing out there in the woods and they were obviously on the mean side, gutterly growls. You know uh, you know what a alligator's mating what an alligator or a crocodile, when they're mating, their back shivers in the water and they make these deep oh sounds, you know, these deep growl sounds. Look, I'm gonna have to take your word for it on that.
2: I'm not hanging out where alligators mate. I just gotta I just gotta be honest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, You know, I, I've seen alligators before. I mean, I, I, you know, up in Florida when I was up in Florida, but you, you, you know what I mean? When they're, when they're mating and they, yeah. they the the yeah, back shakes you. and they make that deep gutterly.
2: Yeah. I Wow. Yeah. Sounds I've,
1: exactly I, like it. I've never heard of it. I know what you're saying. Yep. I've heard that out, out just outside of where I'm at here, but I've heard it numerous times throughout the years. And, uh, they got this deep gutterly growl, and they'll usually only do it once or twice. But I noticed the more those guys that do that have red eyes, the, uh, the more aggressive ones. Now, I've encountered other Sasquatch that have orange-colored eyes, and they've had yellow-colored eyes, and even white-colored eyes. And during the daytime, they'll shine white. And those the yellow and orange and the different-colored ones, when you encounter them at night— You'll get some wood knocks, you'll get some rock throwing, but you don't get this aggressive sounds like a goddamn silverback coming through the woods that you're trying to chase you off or something. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Just,
1: it sounds like they're dropping trees, you know what I mean? And, and you see, you'll you see their, their eyes out there glowing yellow or orange. And I'm thinking, hey, these guys with these different colored eyes seem to be Well, this one seems to be more of a peaceful side they kind of mess with you a little bit but these other ones these red-eyed ones and it's funny because the more aggressive sasquatch And just up the road there was a missing 411 case there's three missing 411 cases around me and the one is just 6 miles up the road and that area back in there is not a nice area at, at all there's been numerous people that went missing one was uh, one was actually on the missing four one one shows, which I enjoy watching. And, um, and when they showed that on there, I was like, Oh my God, that's just right up the road, you know, until my wife and, uh, but numerous people have gone missing back in there and it's not a nice area. I've gotten to a certain point back in there and you get this overwhelming fear and, uh, you get this feeling like you go any further, you might be in trouble. And I just, and nobody goes back there and I turn around and leave. But I notice when I go into areas where there seem to be those aggressive red-eyed Sasquatch, you know, at least in my area, the area that I've investigated, they don't really make any structures. You don't see X's. You don't see these TP structures. You'll find some breaks. You'll find little bits of evidence. You might find a couple of bends. You just really don't find any um, structures in the way. Because these structures, I believe, are just a visual language. Like the bends, those are, I, I, I believe, you know, those symbolize pointing towards water, whether it be a spring, a lake, a river, even a ditch. Anywhere there's water, you'll find a bend pointing right towards it.
2: And oh, um, Okay.
1: That's, yeah.
2: That's interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. And uh, so I believe those bends are, are an indication. They're visual. You know, I've I, I, I determined, um, again, a theory is... There are visual, these structures out there are visual communication between these different, uh, I guess you would say, tribes of Sasquatch. They're not the same, but they're similar. There's one, you know, um, race, I guess you would call them, that are very mean. They don't like humans. They've not been known to do very bad things. You got this other side that are, have actually helped humans, and they're very, they're more kind. They'll give you a little shit out in the woods, but nothing aggressive. You know what I mean. And whenever you go into an area where there's good sasquatch, where they're not the bad ones, you'll find structures everywhere. The A frames, the door frame structures, the the X's. There's X's everywhere. That's the land of X's. I swear to God. And they're all got the same characteristics. They got the top part on one side of the tree, and the bottom parts on the other side of the tree. Whether they be laying down, half cocked or standing straight up and they're all they're all uh they're everywhere out here and i I, again a theory feel like those x's symbolize the good sasquatch you know what i mean and it is a symbolism of their area i guess i'm trying to say and so when these others come up they see these uh the structure and the symbolism is basically, you know, this is our area. Don't come through here. We're we're gonna have we're gonna have problems, kind of thing. And again, it's it's just a theory and just kind of my experience and what I've noticed out in those woods. You know what I mean? And the X's are everywhere out here. And then I'll run into areas where I'm I'm walking two miles and there's nothing. And I'll find footprints. I'll find little breaks. I'll find a few bends, but nothing. But I get a very eerie, scared feeling in those areas. When i go into an area where there's a, the the uh, little nicer sasquatch they'll uh they'll uh, make noise and they'll 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 kind of tell me you know, they they don't really want you in, in the area but they're not going to go out of their way to hurt you. They're going to try to scare you a little bit but not too aggressively. You understand what
2: i'm saying? Yeah, it's sort so sort of like the um <clears throat> the 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 red-eyed ones, the more aggressive ones are like the old dude, you know, get off my yard. You know, you don't yeah. bother me, I'm not gonna make it inviting for you to come in I'm not gonna um it's just not gonna be a pleasant experience and no you leave me alone i i I'm not even gonna come out and interact with you unless I'm gonna chase you away whereas the other ones are letting you know they're there
1: yeah, and, and they, they they will they will try to scare you now don't don't get me wrong they' they will try to scare you because. Uh, they they may have kids around, which I'm assuming they always do. And they will try to scare you away by really loud noises, which I can tell you what's happened on Twin Sisters. Scared the hell out of me and my brother-in-law. Holy hell. But it was an indication they don't want you to go into that area, and there's a reason. But they're not going to go all the way to hurt you like those other guys. They will hurt you. And uh, a lot of people mistaken you know, Sasquatch being this big, huge general giant. They're not. They're 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 a being that we don't know what the hell they're thinking. We don't know what's going through their mind. You know, they have a language. I believe they have a culture. Obviously, because they have these visual uh, a visual language going on out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and it's 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 scary. I've had so the crap scared out of me quite a bit. You know, and I I walk back into these woods. You know, where nobody steps foot except for me and probably another person. 50 years ago to go maybe tag a couple of trees, you know what I mean? And I've had some, some stuff happen back there, um, you know, and I believe that some of these guys cloak. I kind of don't think they all do. I think it, it might be like a learning process on their end. I don't understand it. But uh, in Granby, I got a really good picture of a, I believe, a cloaked Sasquatch. Other people are saying it's aliens. I think it's a cloaked Sasquatch. It's his face looking out around me while I'm near structures. And, and and that's another thing. Every time I encounter these structures, whether it be an X, the TP type structures, all these different ones, there's there's impressions, there's footprints, or you will hear wood knocking. You'll hear all kinds of activity around these structures. But then you can, you can take off and walk 300 yards to the north, get out of those structures. Oh, guess what? The activity just stopped. You, you, you don't hear a single thing anymore. It's like, oh, okay. So that's So a, what
2: so so back to um Sasquatch cloaking. So mm-hmm. what do you think is happening there? Is it something natural or do they have something supernatural or paranormal about them that gives them the ability?
1: I don't know. Uh some people think it's crazy, but uh I think they have a uh they have an an, an enhanced consciousness um everybody has the ability to do some pretty amazing stuff we just don't know how and uh i believe these creatures uh these sasquatch and these the others that are out there have a higher conscious and they have the ability and know-how to do such things such as go invisible and i want to say six or seven sasquatch in my lifetime i've seen them disappear right in front of me just they make a quick movement to the right or to the left and it's like they go into a little veil but that doesn't stop there they still interact with me i can't see them though they will still throw a rock at me they will still you know make uh vocals at me but they're gone i can't see them anymore and i'm throughout the years you know some people think i'm crazy that's okay, whatever. I know what I've seen uh, and I know what I think I know about how they, you know, they. Uh, I think they go into uh, some say like maybe another parallel dimension. They know how to go into this dimension to where they can sit there and look at you. You can't see them, but they can interact with you. They can talk. They can vocalize. You'll hear them. You'll see the rock or pine cone or stick come flying out of nowhere, but there's nothing there, but they're standing right there. And that's, I
2: mean, and that is similar to, like, what's, one uh, I talked to uh, Timothy Renner from the uh, um, Strange Familiars podcast, and, you know, that's that's similar to, like, a go uh, like, a paranormal or ghost activity that you might have in a ho- house where, you know, you see one of, the, like, a spirit or a ghost, and the next thing you know, it's it's gone, but it may still be interacting with you by making noises or sounds or moving objects, but now you can't see it even though you, yeah. even though you caught a glimpse of it. And I mean, there's some yeah. parallels there between.
1: I think the only difference between that, cause I've seen a lot of ghosts in my lifetime. I, uh, you know, encounters uh, with spirits and ghosts and stuff. And, um, the The difference between that, my understanding is, you know, the spirit and the ghost. You know, when you pass away or whatever, you're now an energy form. You're not gone. You're there. You see. You talk. You interact. You can interact with things. You're, you're, you have this ability to do these things. Um, you're, you're an energy form. Now, the Sasquatch is a is a total flesh and blood creature. You know, if if I took a rock out and I threw it in his face, he's gonna it's gonna bounce off his forehead and he's gonna get pissed off and throw my guts in the tree <laughs> you know <laughs> and if you're
2: if you're lucky if you're
1: lucky yeah, yeah you know rip me in half pick me pick my 250 pound body up and batter me a, ram me up against a tree you know and rip my rip me in shreds you know and but i what i've seen they have this capability to just go into nothing and that's a that's a that's an heightened consciousness that's that's, that's similar with like extraterrestrials, you know, how they, how they, they can move through walls, but they're there. They're not as, they're not an energy form, but they can manipulate time and matter for their bidding in such a way. If I'm making sense with that, cause I, I'm not, you know, too savvy on, you know, the big words for stuff like that, you know, um, <laughs> uh, But, you know, manipulate uh, the laws of nature and manipulate time and matter through means of energy. But they are a flesh and blood being, but they know how to manipulate that to do such a thing.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.
1: And there's plenty of pictures of Sasquatch out there. There's plenty of stuff, good stuff that people have gotten. Other researchers have gotten great stuff, you know, but nobody can quite understand because it's above what we know and what we understand. So when we see something like that, you know, we're just like, how do you explain that? You know what I mean? And I still can't. I just, I, I think that it, that they, they, they might go into like another dimension or they just uh, manipulate you know, like everything else, you know, that's, that's higher, our con- their consciousness is higher than ours can manipulate, you know, time, space, and matter. And they can do such things, you know, walk through something, you know, or and go invisible like that. Who knows? You know, it's crazy. You know, I've personally witnessed it out in the woods, you know. I mean, I've witnessed something out there that looked like a predator, and the last one I seen was in, in Pagosa, you know. Like, what in the hell is that? It's not totally invisible, but... It looked like the predator off Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I would have totally missed it if I didn't spook him and he took off running. And I just seen the branches wail and flail. And I look and it looks like the predator running through the woods Whew, over my head. Like, what in the hell is that? You know, there's, there's stuff out there that people don't understand that, that, that you know, wherever we go, we're not alone. There's something there, you know, and whether it be the Sasquatch, the dog man, the werewolf dudes the little gnome things, you know, little people. I've seen those a lot up a wild basin. You know, I, I said that to you the other day, you know, seeing this little, it's like, what are these guys, you know, where do they come from? We don't know because we don't have an understanding in that aspect and that high, you know, our consciousness is not high enough to actually accept and realize and understand such a thing because it scares us.
2: Uh,
1: I would say so. I mean, the little,
2: the, those little creatures definitely, um, scare me because like <laughs> uh, you could see, I, I think you could see a Bigfoot coming from pretty far away. Man, those little, those little, the stories I've heard about the little the people or the little creatures, they just, it, oh, it just gives me the creeps because I think they would be, um, real. I mean, they could really be right there and you'd never have any idea
1: you know I, I just, exactly
2: it's just it's like having a mouse in the house you know a little
1: person mm-hmm. in the woods in the, would be about the same thing you just they can hide anywhere out there they could be right in front of you and you would never see them although i think i've got a picture of something it's not a sasquatch it's got its fingers wrapped around the log looking at me down low no hair almost tan colored skin i don't know what it was but I got the picture, you know what I mean, and I know well. for a fact I wasn't Sasquatch, and that was something else looking at me. And You know what I mean? I see a lot of crazy stuff out in the woods. I've seen lights out there in the woods. You know, it's like that's another now, do thing. You, I tell do you people.
2: see? Do you see the lights in conjunction with a seeing a Sasquatch or uh, hearing one or anything? Because a, a lot of a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people report that.
1: Sometimes, uh, sometimes there's uh, the lights that I uh, see seem to be uh, in conjunction with Sasquatch out there being in the area, and I I, again my investigations. This is just a theory, but uh, I believe you know how I told you how they can manipulate energy, manipulate time and matter. You know, around them, I think you know when they're when they're manipulating like that, it 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 creates a and energy in the uh, atmosphere, much like a, a spirit or a ghost, when they're around, they start throwing off energy with, in the shape of orbs and stuff, you know. And then you see these orbs flying around, and that—that's the energy around that. That's that's you know um, something that Earth will actually put off too, like lights in the in the in the forest or in the sky or whatever. And that's pure energy, Earth Earth energy that comes out, and then you see it. You know what I mean? That's unexplainable. We don't understand it, but it happens. And I, when the Sasquatch, uh, when they do their little disappearing act and they do what they do, you, you'll see these lights and stuff. And sometimes I think it's malicious. Sometimes I don't. You you just have that gut feeling out there when you see it and you get, you get your natural instincts going on and you get that that impression. You know, if you see something like that, whether it's going to be something malicious or it's going to be something, you know, nice. And it's just, just doing whatever it's doing out there. You know what I mean? But a lot of these lights I have, and I noticed the red lights again, the red lights, uh, seem to be on the, uh, more uncomfortable side. So
2: I want to go back and where, so at what point then, so you, you have this experience as a kid and you start becoming more aware of of what's what's going on around you when do you have a, your next uh real like sighting experience that then leads you into starting this project
1: sasquatch you know well i've had numerous sightings um 2 years after that first one i've seen another one and it was just peeking at us um uh, peeking at me and my dad out there hunting by then he, he knows I've seen what I've seen. I told him what I've seen. He didn't have to say much. And my dad pointed and they seem, you know, when you're out there hunting, when you're hu- humans and you're out there hunting, um, they seem to be pretty attracted to you. They want to, I think they want to know what the hell you're doing out there. And, uh and I've seen a uh, many, many, uh, peekers. I've seen them quick run through the trees, you know, different things. You know, I just—it's not just one amazing experience. There's many, 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 many amazing experiences of seeing these things. You know, uh, out in the woods, whether they be peeking, whether they be laying down, looking under a log, and I just see this furry body laying on the ground. You know, and then next thing you know, I don't know where they went. They're gone. It's stuff like that. You know what I mean? And um, there was a there was a pretty uh, crazy experience in Pagosa. And this—I don't know. This was four years ago or so i've had a few like crazy experiences outside of just oh there's one peeking. And, and for some reason they they like to go from one side to the other side to the other side and it's just like what are you doing you know i could still see you whether you're on one side of the tree or not. <laughs> Like you you didn't lose me going to that side of the tree i still see you i i think it's an i think it's a nervous act is, is why they do that they're looking at you and they're, they're really nervous sitting there watching you and it's kind of like you too. If you're out in the woods and you hear something, what do you do? You rock back and forth, looking out there in the woods, trying to see. Am I wrong? It's you know?
2: I, I mean, it sounds sounds about right. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah it's a nervous, it's a nervous. Yeah, thing some people have. Even, you know, you
1: keep yeah, even still, even yeah yeah exactly. Even if you're you you hear something or even maybe see a bear, you you'd have a tendency to kind of rock your head, you know, kind of right to left as a nervous act and trying to look and get better looks and stuff. You know, you kind of understand what I'm saying. And I kind of oh, have a feeling yeah. what they do.
2: <laughs> well, and I've seen, um, I've seen like great apes and orangutans and, and chimpanzees all do that. You know, they have that similar behavior. Exactly. You know, they'll, they'll get between trees and, and kind of rock back and forth. And I, I mean, we think it's nervous, a nervous tick, but is it? A sign of aggression, too. Uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe the experts on gorilla and chimp behavior know. <laughs> I've just said, I don't know, but I've seen it before. And um, it could be,
1: it could be that, too, I suppose. You know, they may, they, it, it I mean, could be. It could be. It's just, you know, it's just everything's like a theory. And I've always said that there's no such thing as a sasquatch expert everything's a theory. Um, and you know, I've seen a lot and experienced a lot and I don't by far consider myself an expert, you know? Uh, I just know from experience and I have a theory about why they do such things, you know what I mean? And when I see them, see them doing their little rocking back and forth stuff. And it's funny though, when they look into windows, they don't do that. They freeze like a statue. And it's like, hello, you're looking right at me. I could see you. You know, you didn't turn into a tree. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm looking right at you. You're not going to run. You know, I'm about to run, but you're not going to (laughs) run. You know, what are you doing looking in my place? You know, which has happened to us before growing up. Yeah, they seem
2: so they seem super curious, too. But in your mind, would those be the. Those would not be the red-eyed ones that are curious
1: because they just don't want to be around other people. Yep. Nope. The, the red-eyed ones, uh, I don't think they bother going, coming into your little area. Although I've heard some stories of some Sasquatch getting kind of aggressive and pounding on their walls. And being aggressive in that, in that aspect and, you know, even trying to bust down doors and, in my eyes, I'm thinking, okay, these are the more aggressive ones. They hate your guts. And for some reason they came to your house and they're raising hell with you. And I ask them, I like you gift, are you gifting these things out there? Are you giving them food? Oh yeah. We've got a little spot over there. I was like, Oh God, don't do that. There's people that gift all the time. That's, you know, whoever does it, that's their, that's a prerogative, you know, they could do that. It's in my experience, that's a no, no. Uh, it's the same way. If you go if I go outside here and just last night there was a bear walking, walking uh, down this little road right here and I was right next to it and I didn't see it, but it's just the same thing as me throwing that little bear, you know, a sandwich. Oh, guess what? He's going to expect it. If you don't give it to him, He's going to be clawing at your damn door. He's going to be very aggressive about it. He's going to he's gonna come up to you. He's going to be a little bit on the aggressive, mean side about it. And it's I feel like that's the same thing that happens with the Sasquatch. And I've tried gifting before, and I didn't – nope, I didn't have any – I didn't have a good experience with that, and I just won't do that again. I won't leave him food or anything again. I will leave him toys. I will go out, and I'll leave him a little stuffed animal – uh i twin sisters i went out i left them a little froggy where the solar panel on its back and the little eyes will light up at night yeah they took that never seen it again you know (laughs) 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 yeah and i set that right on top of their structures too and i secured that sucker right up onto this log and i came back and it was gone i searched the whole area it's gone and there was nobody that went back in there and took that it's just that that makes absolutely no sense to even think that somebody went back there and took that because nobody goes back there just me my crazy ass goes back there so i'll go leave things like that and i'll go back and sometimes they'll be there for a week untouched and then i'll come back and say this uh this uh oh i don't know um a stuffed animal or whatever i may leave I'll come back a week later. And it's like, oh, it's finally moved. It's laying, you know, twenty yards over there, sitting upright against a tree. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, oh yeah, I just yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. I just Look, it's a food t- a food thing I don't do.
2: I mean, I don't know with the with the with the leaving out you know, little toys and stuff like that almost be as worse
1: than food. I don't know. Not at all. Not in my experience. Yeah. Not in my experience. Uh, I can leave toys and, uh, and I have for years now and I have never had anything negative happen, but, uh, I've had some stuff happen when I left them food and, uh, yeah, it happened in my house and everything. And, uh, my wife even told me, she goes, don't, don't leave food for these creatures out there. Cause my wife has seen them, um, along with me because I'll take, I'll pull up into an area and she's got a prosthetic leg. She lost in a car wreck five years ago. And, uh, so she'll hang out around the vehicle and every time, almost every time when I take off into the woods, she sees something trailing me like a spider walk or crawling on all fours real low and she'll see it pass just over a ridge or something and going right straight towards me. And she gets on the radio and she says, you're being followed. And I said, God damn it. I knew it. I knew I was being followed. I can hear it. I could feel it. You know, I can hear him behind me, but I I just can't see him. I'll walk They'll walk. So, you know, she's seen him and she, she, she knows that I, you know, I I gifted him and we thought it would have been okay. And this is a learning experience years ago and things start happening in your house. That's not nice, including walls being banged. You look outside, oh, they're gone at nighttime. They keep you up all damn night. And you talk about, you know, scared at first, but then it gets pretty annoying. You know, I start getting really upset about the whole situation. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. That would They'll be follow very, you home. I'm sure that would be very annoying. Yeah, they'll follow you home, and uh, most of the time, when I'm out in the woods, I tell them you're not welcome to follow me home. You know, I'm not here in a malicious manner. I'm not here to hurt any of you guys. I'm a very good human. I just want to learn from you. I just want to. I just want to educate myself on your culture and about you guys. Um, you know, I haven't had anything follow me home for quite a while uh, since last year.
2: So. So when something follows you home, how long does it stick around? Or do you do you have do you do is there something you can do to get rid of it if you don't want it to to be there or you just
1: kinda let it it Well let me tell let me tell you the this last one that followed me home. I was again up at Twin Sisters area. It's a really good area. I was up there investigating. I was having some really good interaction up there i had it's on my YouTube channel the video can't remember what number the video is because I've got over a hundred videos and so i 'm up there i'm making a video because I document everything on video and I like to share it with the public and i I used to not do that. I got talked into sharing stuff and making a YouTube video to educate people because there's a lot of people that either can't get off the couch or disabled, but they enjoy that kind of thing so I enjoy getting out there and try to educate and try to show people stuff. So anyway, so I'm out twin sisters. Uh I'm getting crazy interactions, right? And I'm getting, uh, you know, and I, and, and they mimicked the a duck out there. Okay. There's no duck out there. <laughs> no. Quack, quack quack, quack. And I'm just like, oh yeah, you guys are you guys are slick. Right. He ain't pulling it over my head. You know what I mean? I know, I know what's going on, you know. So I'm looking at these structures. And I'm getting these low-end vocals, a couple whistles and stuff like that. I come down, and there's an X kind of laying half-cocked towards the ground. And the left top of the tree, a small X, I swing my camera around, and I'm getting over to that X. And there's an orb that goes, like, swings to the left of the screen, makes a hook, makes turns back to the right, smacks into the top of that X, and moves it. And I catch it on camera. And the top of that X is going, whey, 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 whey. the top of it's just wobbling. And I, I was like, oh, my God, did you see that? That thing's moving by itself. I said, you know, this, this orb or this energy or whatever smacked that and made it move. So weird things like that happening up there. Well, I came home, and I want to say for a couple of weeks, there was this giant orb in the kitchen and if you come to the left of the kitchen into the living room and you look straight down the hallway you could, and there's a crack to our door, you know, kind of the way the frame is built, you could see our heads and you could see us looking into the kitchen to the front door. And this orb, this huge orb, would fly into the living room, fly back into the kitchen late at night, and then it would stop at that point like it's staring at us. And then it would continue, and it would go back and forth. And that happened right after I left that area. And my wife said, she goes, I think you bring something home. And, you know, I know Sasquatch follow you home. Like I said, they they do unexplainable things that we can't explain. And, And so it would do this every night, and it would make these noises, and it would hit the wall, boom, and do these weird things. It's almost in a ghostly manner, but it wasn't a ghost. So... I have a friend, um, Kayla in Pagosa, uh, she got into painting and she goes, well, I'm going to make you this really cool painting, you know, and uh, she goes, you'll see, you'll see what it is. I'll send it to you, you know, and then she goes, I hope you like it. I'm like, oh, that's so nice of you. This is, this is awesome, you know, and because uh, I've had a lot of people make Sasquatch paintings, you know, project Sasquatch on it and stuff like that because they like my stuff, you know, which makes me feel good. And uh, so, okay, a week goes by, I get this painting in the mail. It's a Sasquatch face. It's a pretty all right painting. You know, I got it hanging on my wall right now. It's a Sasquatch face to the side. There's a forest background. It looks like a uh, an aspen on the corner, the right-hand corner of it coming up. There's a triangle UFO in front of the big moon on the corner above that. I got that out. I called her up. I said, ah, this is really cool. I so appreciate you for doing this. You know, this is awesome. I hung it on the wall. Gone. All activity never came back. That was it. As soon as I hung that picture on the wall. That's strange.
2: What, what do you attribute that to? What's your theory on, what's your theory on that? Cause that's, that is strange.
1: I don't know. I think it's something to do with uh, energy. Again, I th- it's, it's got to be something to do with energy. Uh, maybe it looked at that. and uh, You know, if it was a Sasquatch, I, I feel like maybe it was in our house messing with us. Um, it might have seen that and thought something about it. I don't know. Because I know Kayla, she's a very spiritual lady shes she does crazy things with with uh energy you know she's she's <laughs> really crazy stuff, you know, and I don't know if she blessed that with a very positive energy and when I hung it up on the wall, it made whatever was in here uncomfortable and it left, and it never came back, never seen an orb, never heard anything again after that very strange
2: wow wow that is that is pretty strange
1: um, yep. I still got it on my wall. <laughs>
2: So, so I want you to, um, as we wind up here, tell people what where they can find Project Sasquatch and what they can expect to find once they get there to uh, to check it out.
1: Um, if you go to YouTube, uh, just type in uh, Project Sasquatch. Um, you'll see. Um, you'll see my little logo on there. I try to make a logo because so it's recognizable for people. And it's, uh, you'll see the Project Sasquatch uh, logo on it. Or if you can't find it through YouTube, because sometimes I don't know for some reason, you know, because I got I have only almost three hundred or three thousand subscribers because I barely started Project Sasquatch. Uh, well, it, it's been going. I started the YouTube two years ago, and it it took off with quite a bit of people. And kind of I don't know died down here lately. Um, But I have a Project Sasquatch group. You can go on there. You can share, you know, if you're another researcher listening to this and, you know, you do your, your thing in your area as far as researching Sasquatch and you have pictures, you even have a channel that you want to you know share with people that people can come and look at you and see the evidence that you've gotten or whatever. You can put all of that on the project Sasquatch group and you can share anything you want on there. Anybody's got any videos, pictures, anything like that. And I have a, a regular project Sasquatch page and if you go to the the group though, you'll see the, uh, you'll see the, uh, YouTube channel because for some reason, some people will type in project Sasquatch. I don't pop up. I'm not sure why that is. I know, uh, Google deleted a couple of videos that were a little too much as far as regarding Sasquatch. And I tried posting them up several other times and they wouldn't let it go. They wouldn't let that video be put up and which is, I find kind of odd, but, uh, I don't know. I think maybe sometimes they try to hide me. I don't know because I really find some good stuff. <laughs> when you come on, you know, when you come on to my videos, uh, you'll go look at my videos. I've I it, I try to make it pretty educational. Um, uh, I picked up the uh, the name Project Sasquatch from a, an old friend of mine. It was he was doing it forty years or so, and he started a, the Project Sasquatch, and he's now so old he can't get into the woods. And he told me, you could take this over. So um, when I first started my YouTube channel, I went through a couple of names and not realizing it conflicted with some other names. And I was just like, Oh God, you know? So I changed it again, but uh, I actually took over his name. Um, and he told me, I'm not, I'm not going to back out in the woods. I can't, he's in a walker now, you know, he's a real, real old guy. He's in his seventies. And he said, you can have that name if you want, you could take it. And I was like, okay. So, you know, and then I, I put, you know, I started my name and changed it into Project Sasquatch, and it gives me a real universal name because I don't only, sir, research Colorado. I research everywhere. You know, if I have the funds, I'll go out and research everywhere. So my videos are pretty really educational. I try to I try to make them really educational. I try to get out and uh, I try to find really good evidence, um, and uh, present it on video and a lot of people look through my videos and they found faces looking back at me. And that's another thing, you know, people can go in there and look into the forest where I'm filming. You'll be surprised what you, what you see. That's not pareidolia because I don't like to pick pareidolia out. I mean, that's just, you know, black blobs out there claim it the Sasquatch. I don't do that at all. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I welcome whoever wants to come subscribe to my channel. Uh, you're more than welcome. I'd be honored. Uh, I love sharing, um, the evidence and what I find out in the woods, you know, I'd love sharing it to people because, you know, a lot of people are either just a little too nervous to get out there and they rely on, you know, a guy like me to go out and find the evidence and bring it back and see what you see and see what we can uncover the truth a little bit here, you know, which <laughs> I don't, I honestly, don't think it'll be in my lifetime, but I'm trying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, well, you know, and you know, you doing that, going out there um, as much as you can, and taking video, and and putting up that project, uh, Sasquatch group and page, and and just you know, wor- working at it, you know, yeah. because I, I I tell people this all the time who I talk to off the air. They want to share a story and they're just not sure it's good enough to um you know to to be an episode and I'm like every story is worth uh people listening to because it like you said it might uh the people that don't want to get out in the woods or the people that have had experiences and don't um are afraid of ridicule like when people come forward and share stuff and share mm-hmm. your theories like look all these theories you shared tonight, they may be crap. Okay, we yeah. don't know. You know, because yeah. but at least you are going out there and trying to prove them or disprove them or at least um get more information so that maybe somebody else can form another theory. And yeah. uh, because because we're never gonna we're never gonna
1: learn anything, you know. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I just figure with my experience throughout the years of trying to figure these guys out. Uh, I figure, you know what, I might as well share it to people that are, appreciate it and will take it in. So if they have an encounter, perhaps in the future, they kind of, I guess you could say, know what to do, know what to look for. You know what I mean? Know what to watch for kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I, I enjoy, you know, like I said, I, I, I really love getting out and and doing this and i risk my life i mean i don't can't tell you i can't count how many how many times i've could have lost my life out there i carry a 10 millimeter on my hip but you know that that doesn't save me from a lot of things that's happened to me out there i've had uh lion bear moose oh god moose come at me oh they're so unpredictable they're such assholes but i love them (laughs) you know they're so mean and uh they're not you know you're you're 200 yards away from them and they look at you and you think everything's cool and you take off walking and you hear a train coming through the forest and here they come they're coming after you they kick your ass and it's just like what did i do you know you gotta hide behind a group in the trees (laughs) pop a couple of rounds into the ground and it usually works you know and they'll will stop what they're doing and take off, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, yeah, I just, oh, I have a, I have an Instagram too. It's Project Sasquatch. So if anybody wants to go, you'll see a lot of pictures and stuff on there. So if anybody wants to go check out the, uh, my Instagram too, and go follow me on there, I'd be honored. Um, but yeah, well, just, uh, I've got, look, I've I, got, uh,
2: stuff,
1: I've got more stuff coming in the future too. So I'm trying to get out there more. I haven't been out too much lately, but I'll get there.
2: Well, I, I appreciate you uh, appreciate reaching out to me, Zeus, and, and uh, coming on and sharing some of your experience and some of your theories. And I encourage everybody to go check you out on, on YouTube and uh, follow you on Instagram and see what you're doing. Because, hey, look, guys like you going out there and doing this means guys like me don't have to. So, because yeah. I don't want to be chased around by. <laughs> by
1: a moose or it's dangerous or
2: anything
1: anything. it's yeah yeah, it's dangerous especially up here in my area everything everything you got to really watch your back you know and it's it's to me i'm a country boy i'm crazy my family gets upset with me all the time you know you're gonna you're gonna come up missing one of these days i'm like (laughs) no i'm not i'm a big boy i'm strong i've got a 10 (laughs) millimeter i will try my best (laughs) i'm gonna come out one way or another whether it be in a hopefully not a body bag, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's very risky. And people don't understand that, you know, even outside of just the terrain itself is some of that terrain, one little slip you're getting impaled by a a two foot branch or you're going to break your neck on a rock. So many things out there, you know, and that's all right. You know, I just, I get out there. I uh, try to find evidence of these creatures and, other things you know those other things because what i told you tonight is just i've got so much more to tell and it's just you know i could be here for two days telling you like straight but i don't think i you know my job will be kind of pissed off at me if i didn't show up to work tomorrow i'm sitting here on a podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you know. well this Zeus this maybe we'll uh we'll, we'll have to uh get you back on for another episode and, and talk about some more crazy stuff that happens in happens up there in Colorado. So, but I, I do appreciate you coming on and be careful out there. And, uh, cause we, we don't, we don't want you coming out in a body bag. No,
1: man. no. I, I try to prevent that with everything I have, <laughs> you know, I mean, granted I have landed on my back a few times, came in a few, you know, a couple of close calls, but that's all right. I'm still, I'm still walking. And, uh, but I tell you what, it's been a, been an honor to be on your show for the first time sir it's been a great honor you guys are great
2: well, i i appreciate that and uh we'll uh we'll stay in touch and uh i'm looking forward to having you back already yeah yeah i'm looking forward
1: to, to being back just let me know when you're you're the man <laughs> <laughs> well, a good man yeah. I, I, I add on that <laughs> well i
2: appreciate that so we'll uh we'll We'll talk to you later on then, Zeus. Thank you so
1: much. Okay. And to everybody that may be listening to this, it was an honor telling my stories and my theories. It was a complete honor being on the show. Good stuff.
2: Thanks, Zeus. And, and like I said, the honor's all ours.
3: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>